Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And I may be as positive as I've been all season, Chuck Mockley. Just a great <laughs> win for the Clips. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast, just a couple mm-hmm. of best friends and Clipper credentialed media folks who yes. bring you locked on Clippers five days a week. 7 a.m. It comes out 99.8% of the time. Recent mess up this week, but hey, <laughs> most of the time we bring it to you 7 a.m. Pacific. Oh, yeah. Anyways, we got a heck of a show lined up for you today. We're going to kick things off with a recap over the best win of the Clippers season. Hey, you said it. I didn't this time. <laughs> uh, 113-103 win over the Suns. We're going to talk about uh, talk about what we liked from that game as well as a couple things that we didn't like, some things that we need to, to work on. Possible second round matchup that we're looking at there with the Suns. So we'll, we're definitely going to dig into that a little bit. And then we're looking ahead to the weekend. Clippers got the second night of a back to back against the Rockets. And then they look to take on the Pistons on Sunday night. Uh, so we're going to talk about what we need to do well to win those games as well as what could go wrong. Always want to keep momentum going when we're on a win streak like this. Yes, we. neither of these games should be a loss. It would be a bummer to drop it would one be a of bummer these two to games. Drop one like, of these two I mean, games. it's just. Seeding is getting more important as these games yes. kind of as we're kind of windling down to the end of the season. Anyways, uh, and then we got some shavings for you. Clippers got a new signing. Malik, it's Malik Fitz. Fitz. Oh yeah. Uh, got a ten day there, so we're gonna see how that goes. And then it's Friday. We have a Love Mary quarantine for you. Basically, every single Friday. Uh, we rank something arbitrarily related to the team, yes. and we're either loving it, we're marrying it, or we're quarantining it. This time, we're doing campaigns to make Kawhi stay. <laughs> Some good ones. So all that and more coming up right about now. But first, got to let you know, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Don't forget to go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order. You are Locked On Clippers. Your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so the Clippers took care of business uh, to the nth degree against the Suns, 113-103 at Staples Center. This is the third tiebreaker in five days that the Clippers... (laughs) That's got to be a record, right? It has to be. It's a record that means absolutely nothing, probably. We're stats muse on this. But... It's pretty impressive. I'm happy we got all these tiebreakers. This was a very chippy game, but we have to start off with what we liked, which was yet another elite game from Paul Motherflippin' George. Oh, absolutely. 33 yeah. and 7. He went 7 and 9 from 3. He kept the Clippers in this game in the first half. He was the only Clipper scoring with any consistency when yeah. this game started. Kawhi had a pretty brutal first half. Um, I don't know. This Paul George, the toe seems to be feeling pretty good. We haven't seen a bunch of you know lift off of it, but if he's shooting this well from deep, it's not that big a deal. But just hats off to PG yet again. He also talked about post game, which I thought was interesting. Just sort of some of the burden being lifted off of him with Rondo being there. Uh, it you know it eliminates some of the playmaking for him to have to do. Yeah, uh, it sort of allows him to be in a position where he can. <laughs> I mean, what what he said was just score. Uh, yeah, and, for sure. Yeah, I mean he's been doing that with a plum the last couple of games. So love that Kawhi also was incredible. Had a huge second half. Such in this a good one. second half. Uh, as you alluded to, the first half wasn't great for him. He had four turnovers in that half. Yeah, I think things really turned around with that insane dunk Dude. that he had. On That's Aiden. dunk of the year. That has to be dunk of the year. If he would have celebrated instead of immediately being worried about getting back on defense, which is great. It would have been dunk of the year. If he would have let out some kind of emotion. This is like when he blocked that Celtics 
uh, potential game winning from Canva and then just walked just off the court. Immediately started walking to the locker room. Like, no, this was this was amazing. The game turned after that. Yeah, the second half. So he finished with twenty seven five and five. In the second half, he had nineteen four and one, which is one turnover. So it, it really got stepped up. I mean, one assist on one turnover. Not a great ratio. I mean, come on. Um, <laughs> But no, it was great. It was, was this was this Rondo's best game? Oh, sorry, didn't mean to. No, so that goes into our next point. This, in his young Clipper career, this was Rondo's best game. Three games deep. Uh, this game, he put up fifteen. <laughs> three feels generous. <laughs> what hasn't he played like three? Is is it has it been three? Isn't this game three? I thought he sat out the first one. You're right. It is three. Um, this was the best one. You trying to check me right now? <laughs> Dude, I'm kind of tr- trying to rook me. So here's what I'm trying to check. I'm trying to check expectations about Rondo because this was perfect Rondo. It was. Right? He, fin- like, he finished with 15 points and nine assists. Look, I, I mean, his three-point shooting in this one was incredible. Uh, he was getting left alone all the time. Which and, will happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, look. And if he's going to hit the shots, keep leaving them open. Look, I mean, it, you know, this was huge for the Lakers uh, in their bubble yeah. run. So uh, he, you know... Bev got ejected. Um, Morris also got ejected, which we'll talk about. Which we'll talk about (laughs) when we didn't like. Uh, Reggie also got his eye poked out. Dude, the Suns just hit people in the face a lot. Don't know how there were no Suns ejections. (laughs) Once again, we'll talk about that later. But, I mean, if this is what we're looking at for playoff Rondo. Yeah. I, I, if he could be two thirds of this, yeah, I am. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm very, very happy. Color me wrong so far about <laughs> the about the Rondo signing. I hope it keeps up. Um, he had some, uh, he had some flames for Chris Paul too, huh? Oof. So in the in the post game, he only referred to Chris Paul as number three on the other team, which is like this playoff series, which it feels inevitable at this point with how yeah. these games have gone. It's gonna, it's gonna be absurd. How wild is it that we've never gotten like, you know, a legitimate Rondo versus CP3 freaking playoff series? We're gonna get one. Gonna, this year. I know it's gonna happen. It's gonna now. be a nightmare for somebody. Um, the defense was great in this one. A lot of switching. The switching looked yeah. overall pretty crisp. Can't we play were... drop against <laughs> CP3. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we were definitely kind of getting lost on on some cuts and, mm-hmm. and some sort of uh, yeah, we were, we were losing guys in the restricted area, but overall we were given a lot of different looks. We really limited their three point attempts, which was nice to see. Yeah, it was. They took twenty four, which is ten fewer than their average, which is nice. And in today's NBA, if you're ten below oh, your yeah. average of any attempts. You got game planned out. You suck. (laughs) Okay. Um, Crowder only had two field goal attempts in this entire game, which is pretty wild. And Devin Booker only had two three-point attempts. Yeah. He averages like six or seven. He also took more free throws than our entire team combined. Yeah. And was still like yelling about free throws. And it's like, my dog, you took 14. Yeah. So let's let's have that just kind of naturally lead into what we didn't like. Oh, we have to finish what we liked with a huge shout out to Ty Lue for this game plan. Yes. Which was Ty Lue. Paul George was great in this game. Kawhi Leonard was Kawhi Leonard. For the second half, it was amazing. Rondo was great. Reggie was very effective in his minutes. Also Reggie too. Um, But big kudos to Ty Lue for this game plan. It was executed well. Things... Just he look. got the most out of Patterson. I mean, like, yeah, Rondo it, got the most out of Patterson, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, Ty Lue, he's not going to win coach of the year, but he's, I don't know, if you really watch the Clippers, like everyone who listens to this daily Clippers podcast probably does, there's a marked difference in how this team seems to be prepared for games. 
Yes. And, and to, when it comes to like big games, even against the Nuggets when we were shorthanded, the defense was still good. Like there's some good stuff in there, but let's get into what we didn't like. So two ejections for the Clippers. What was this? What are we doing here, guys? The, uh, this was chippy overall, like we yeah. said. You know, it'll happen. I, you know, this, these teams do not like each other. They really do not like each other. The Pac one, Div coming at each other strong. Dude, the Pac Div is the best. I mean, maybe the best of it's not best conference in basketball. I, well, it's division. The, it's the uh, best division in basketball. It's its own uh, conference, yeah. in my mind. <laughs> so Pat Bev got ejected because he elbowed Chris Paul. Chris Paul sold it a little bit, but it was just a very unnecessary. It was a bad foul. foul. It was it was wholly unnecessary. Mook got ejected j- just for yelling at the ref. Yeah, it, once again, I kind of missed that one. If I'm being totally honest, this was also super unnecessary. Um, Him and his brother got ejected on the same day. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, that's got to be a record. A lot of records going on yeah. over here for the Clippers. Ty Lue said he liked the chippiness. I mean, look, I think in this sort of a matchup, that sort of thing favors the Clippers. Yeah, when we win, I love it. it. Well, I mean, just in terms of physicality, you look at the roster of this team, and I think, you know, if I'm looking at 1v1. We have a team that should maybe <laughs> average, like, a tech every three games. Yeah, Like, maybe an ejection. Definitely. Uh, it's a little puzzling, though, that no Sun player was ejected. There was a flagrant foul on Devin Booker, but yeah. there was, I mean. He hit Kawhi in the throat, know. and Reggie Miller was like, I like that kind of basketball. Nice <laughs> <laughs> job, All right, Cheryl's little brother. Yeah. <laughs> um, would have expected to maybe see Zoo have more of a dominant showing. We couldn't really stop DeAndre Ayton in this one. But we he had no of, answer for DeAndre Aiden. He, he was kind of 18, 10, and 3. Yeah. And, and like you have a note here that said it felt more like that. It kind of did. It felt um, like, yeah, it felt like even more than that. Zoo only had 23 minutes. Yeah. He was minus six. His usage down the stretch was odd. I thought we would see Zoo late, but I, I you know, we won, so I'm not too mad at it. And we saw some things. This is kind of bridging into the brief how we're feeling segment, but we saw some playoff type rotations from Lou in this game. Well, here's the thing, and we, we've talked briefly about it, and you know maybe this will merit more discussion later, but just the switching um, looked a lot different in this game. Yeah. I thought it was a lot more active. For sure. Um, it was certainly much more aggressive, I feel like, than we've seen so far for this Clippers team. Yeah. Um, Tinker and Ty was doing his thing, dude. We saw Rondo with the small ball lineup, which yes. there was a small ball lineup that was, what was it? It was Rondo, Kawhi, Batum, Patterson, and... Not PG, someone else. But obviously that Patterson gets switched out for Marcus Morris. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we're going to see some more small ball lineup with Rondo, which, I mean, he made Patrick Patterson look really good tonight. <laughs> so I'm into it. How are you feeling, though, after this one? Uh, oh, man, I, how could I, I, I don't know how I could possibly be feeling any better. I'm hyped. Uh, feeling really, really good. You know, another tiebreaker clinched for the Clippers. A possible second round opponent, and I mean, I thought this this to me was a pretty commanding victory. I loved it. I'm very excited about this win. Uh, the Clippers do have to play the Rockets the day you're listening to this episode, which we're going to talk about in the next segment. But first, got to give a shout out to Bill Bar. Oh, please do. They just finished Bill Bar Madness, which was weirdly exciting. Yes, it was. Um, coconut, coconut brownie chunk. Coconut brownie chunk, one which makes total sense. It's a great flavor. They have some other new flavors like lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. One of my favorite original flavors from Bill Bar is salted caramel. I'm a classic guy, you know. 
Uh, Bill Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, so if you're like me and you have a whole bunch of fake teeth, maybe put in by student dentists, maybe by real dentists, it's easy to eat. Uh, Bill Bar are great for the health-conscious health person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Uh, right now, if you're trying to hang out in the summer, you might get a free cooler if you buy some Built Bar stuff, which is great. Um, while supplies last, if you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your next order. One more time, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Okay, so we're back and we're talking the Clippers weekend preview. Cool, a lot to get through. Clippers got the second night of a back-to-back against the Rockets, so we'll start there. What do we need to do well to win this game? So I'm going to be honest, this game is setting up as a perfect trap game. Absolutely. It's the second night of a back-to-back for the Clippers. We don't know who's going to rest, maybe. I don't, that's not based on anything, but you just never know. The Clippers are playing really well down the stretch. Uh, Ty Lue's talked about wanting to ramp guys up and stuff like that, but sometimes you, you just never know. Yeah. And I mean that genuinely. Um, the Rockets are coming in with momentum. They just beat the Mavs. Huge win. Holding them under 100 points. Uh, they had 31 points from John Wall, 22 and 10 from Christian Wood, and 10 and 18 from Kelly Olynyk. So this is the this is the team that beats the Clippers, right? Like this is if we're gonna lose one of these two games this weekend, it's I think it might be this one. This is a hungry team that wants to spoil someone's night. Yeah, and because of that, I think we need to try to be the better team early. Yes. Uh, look, the Rockets are... Foot on the throat yes, from tip-off. 100%. The Rockets are one of the most inefficient teams in the league. Uh, <laughs> Such a brutal thing to just read. <laughs> I mean, they are. No, you're not uh, wrong, dude. <laughs> so we need to try to make them work for everything. I would like to see the same defensive intensity that we've been coming out with in all yeah. these games. John Wall will early. command it. So that, that's good. Like One of the things, this is going to sound maybe dumb, the Rockets don't have like unknown guys. Game right? recognizes game. Game recognizes game. And I think that helps the Clippers in this one. John Wall is currently day-to-day listed as we're recording this. So Ooh. hopefully we see him in this he one. Crush the mass. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, you know, these are the kind of games where you can't take your foot off the gas early or bad things can happen. It will absolutely uh, happen. Another thing we need to do is just control the glass. The Rockets are one of the five worst <laughs> offensive rebounding teams in the league in yes. terms of percentage. They're also giving up like in, in the five most offensive rebounds to other teams. So nice. they're bad rebounding both ends of the floor. <laughs> uh, we should be able to clean up the glass defensively in this one and scramble extra possessions. Look, this is the second night of a back-to-back. It would be very understandable if shots were not falling. Guys yeah. are tired. We just played, and we played a playoff opponent, right? Like we played yes. the second best team in the West. Absolutely. The you know the legs aren't there. You need to scramble to get those extra possessions. It's super crucial. And we you know like, you know, like I said, we just gotta we we gotta be dominant early. And this kind of bleeds into what could go wrong. What I'm about to say is we need to control the pace. Yes. Coming in off a game the day before, the Rockets play at the fifth fastest pace in the league. Mm-hmm. We need to slow this down. Mm-hmm. We need to play the usual clipper pace so Kawhi can get to his spots. PG can do his thing. we got to look out for John Wall, Porter, and Wood in transition. Um, also, you mentioned their inefficiency. So the volume is there for the Rockets. Over there, I mean, worst year in franchise history, and I don't mean that in a mean way. I mean in terms of up and downs. I can't imagine being a Rockets fan, and I mean that in the nicest way possible. This has been the craziest feel year for you. your team. Um but they take the fourth most three-point attempts in the league over the whole year, I should say. 
The issue is that they're the 29th ranked team in three-point percentage. Yikes. So if yeah. they're hitting their shots and we have to like play some catch-up, it might get a little closer than we want. Definitely, definitely. Okay, so another thing that could doom us is turnovers, right. which can be really difficult. Did a good job the against, that, against the Suns with that, which was great. We definitely did. We definitely did. But the Rockets are weirdly – they're a top-10 team in opponent turnover percentage. So – I don't know. You know, this is like a kind of a double-edged thing. Some of this could be chalked up to complacency from opposing teams, thinking that they're going to come into a cakewalk um, and, you know, just sort of falling into that trap. But I'm also going to give credit to the Rockets. Like, they've got those hustle guys. They've got Daniel House, Christian Wood, Avery Bradley, uh, and and guys who will get their hands in passing lanes. I don't want Avery Bradley to have a good night. Um, All right, let's talk Clips versus Pistons. Yes. Briefly on Sunday night. So Jeremy Grant was out for their game on Thursday against the Kings with knee soreness. They still won by like 20. I was going to say, they still put it away. But since he's not a Clippers player, he will probably be back. He will probably only miss one game after uh, knee soreness. We got to grab the boards against the Pistons. They're 25th in total rebounds, 18th in offensive rebound percentage, and 20th in defensive rebound percentage. Also, we love that set on this podcast. It's one of our favorites. Oh, uh, um, yeah. I, I mean, rebound, re- percentage. rebound percentage, I think, is way more crucial, obviously, than total number of rebounds. Yeah. Because especially in terms of, like, offensive rebound percentage, if your team that fucking misses a lot, you're just going to get more Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So we can win this game in the paint. And it might start with getting paint touches to feed outside shooters, but setting the tone on the boards is going to be a big, like, just, you know, we just we should just do it. Yeah. Okay, another thing we got to do is take advantage of turnovers. I thought we did a brilliant job of this in the Sun games. We had 20-plus points off their turnovers, which was huge. The Pistons are turning the ball over on nearly 15% of their possessions. That's bottom 10 in the NBA. Uh, Not great. So (laughs) we need to capitalize on— No good. Look, this is going to be the third game in four nights. We need to take advantage of any easy buckets that we can get. And that just goes into my next thing of what we need to do well, which is just knock down shots. I know tired legs are going to make this hard, but opponents are shooting some of their best games versus the Pistons. Let's do this. Come on. Let's put this away. Let's let's get a nice little five-game win streak going. Let's do this thing. And then that goes into what could go wrong, which is we go cold. Yes. Um, they give up the sixth most field goal attempts in the league and the third worst field goal percentage. So really the, the two worst ends of the spectrum. Yes. If you're the Pistons. So, I mean, if we go cold in this one, and they also take a bunch of free throws. Yeah. So if no, we get sloppy this is nuts. and we're cold, like this might be this might be tough. I think fouls, especially. I mean, I'm overreacting after tonight's <laughs> game, but I mean, the Pistons are just outside the top five in free throw attempt rate. Uh, we can't give this team easy looks at the line. Like we we you know we can't be giving them free points. Yeah, hundred percent. What's uh, what's your prediction for for this weekend? Are we splitting this weekend? Are we winning well, all the games? I don't know. If we're seeing Kawhi and Paul George like we've seen them in the last couple of games. I think that we're looking at a five-game win streak, and we're putting both of these away. I have do you think to, Paul George doesn't play in one of these games? Uh, no, I think he because we have. Mm, I only really have one day of rest. Shout out Joseph Fry Award in between the Rockets game and the Pistons game. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Paul George doesn't play, but I also kind of expect him to. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind if he sat out the Pistons game, depending on how the toes feeling. 
Definitely. I Definitely. think we might. You'd rather him sit out the. You'd rather see him sit out the Pistons game than the Rockets game. Strictly because it's an Eastern Conference opponent. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, that's yeah. the only reason. But yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Um, coming up, we're gonna be talking the Malik Fitz ten day, as well as a fantastic Love Mary quarantine, which we do every Friday. But first, we'll. Betting on sports online. Pretend like I don't do this every single day and tell me how I should do it. <laughs> All right, look, uh, the only place that we trust to place your bets online is Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football, long over. We know that. But the NBA is still going, college basketball <laughs> just wrapped up, and the NHL is still in full swing. But Bet Online doesn't just cover sports, they also cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They give you real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Love it. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Very important. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus that's on top of your first deposit. What? Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On. Okay, welcome to Shaving slash Love Mary Quarantine. Hey. Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, Malik Fitz. Congrats to him on his 10-day contact with the Clippers. Hope he gets some good run in. 6'8", 220-pound forward. Averaged 11 points and four boards. Shooting 35% from three on three attempts per game for the Agua Caliente Clippers. Which I feel like when you're looking at someone's three-point attempts per game on the Agua Caliente Clippers, <laughs> you have to factor in that Amir Coffey was basically being told to just launch three. Take, take 11 a game or Yeah, whatever. so like, this is good. I'm, I don't know what is going to happen with his playing time. Like, I don't know when. Like, Boogie didn't play at all in the Suns game. Makes sense. It was too close. Agreed. So like, there's these things where it's like, when is Malik Fitz? Gonna play for the even though Sarge had an ass game, which we didn't really talk about, but yeah, he did not have a good weird. Um, but I mean, I'm excited for this. I don't, I would have thought that maybe would have gone with a vet for that that last spot. Uh, you know, we were all clamoring for Glenn Robinson, yes, that didn't work out. Same with Ronda's Hollis Jefferson. So, Um, is this like, is this more of a practice? Kind of a, a signing. Do you I think, think that we seen... see Malik, Malik Fitz minutes, or I don't. I know. just don't see where the minutes are. But if Luke Kennard is playing late in games, we might see Malik Fitz. Yeah, if that's and I don't mean that in like a weird, rude way, but like I mean, Kennard played garbage time tonight against the Suns, effectively, which you called out by the way. Good call on that. Um, I said he would not play. Yeah, but. I don't know. I think it might be a practice thing. I think it's definitely maybe a long play. I would not be surprised if he's on the team in some capacity next season, too. Um, I don't know. Big dude can kind of play a couple different positions. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I'm not mad at it. Yeah. Since Curious Clippers, to see what he looks like defending at the NBA level, yeah. but yeah. And the Clippers evidently seem content at having the 14 that we have. Yeah. Which you could almost make 13 because Oturu is not going to play. Yes. Right? Um no, shout out to Malik Fitz. Um, let's get into this Love Mary quarantine. So we talked about how we how everyone in the league thinks Kawhi Leonard is going to stay with the Clippers, which I'm not sure if I believe that, just because Kawhi doesn't say anything. Um, I'm 60-40, 60 stay. Nice. We're doing rejected ideas the Clippers have to try and keep Kawhi Leonard. All right. So I'm gonna do a couple. I'm gonna do mine first, then you do yours. Mine was, one of mine is, Kawhi gets to assign Steve Ballmer C at every game, 
and it can be anywhere in the arena. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like anywhere. Like yeah. men's bathroom on the mezzanine. <laughs> or like, like press box. I think you would want Bomber right there. Especially like in games. Y'all know say. Especially in games like so far where there's been no fans. I think Bomber is like the perfect right. guy to have That's right fair. next to the basket. Uh, Kawhi Appreciation Night at Staples Center, which is where everyone has to be quiet until Kawhi makes his second basket, because that's his lumber. Then they can cheer. This is something that is, there's a tradition at some college where I think uh, after the, they can't cheer until the 10th point by the team has been It'd scored. It'd be so eerie. It's really weird. You watch the footage of it and everyone's dead quiet and then the basket for the 10th point goes in and it's just insane. So that would be the Kawhi Appreciation Night. What, what do you got for this? All right. Uh, the Mile Kawhi Club. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. If Kawhi, you know, if Kawhi needs <laughs> These to. These are rejected ideas. If Kawhi needs to take care of business on a plane, <laughs> he can do it. It's not, a fe- <laughs> it's not a federal offense. That's all I'm saying. It's a private plane. No, sometimes he flies commercials. This is Kawhi we're talking about here. No, he's... Kawhi flies commercials sometimes, dude. Not with the team. <laughs> I'm not saying this is with the team. Oh, this is just in general. This is in life. Okay, this... All right, well, these are rejected ideas. <laughs> what's, what's the other one you got? Uh, Kawhi for the children, <laughs> okay, which like is uh, every single game, Kawhi gets to choose one lucky kid from the audience to get dunked on. All right, so I'm actually going to go first. I'm loving Kawhi for the children uh, because... Kawhi doesn't celebrate when he dunks on people. No. We talked about this with the, the DeAndre Ayton dunk. If Kawhi Leonard dunks on you as a small child and you see him literally dunk and then just walk back into the, you know, into the locker room and get ready. Put his warm-ups on. Put his warm-ups on. What you see is you have your successes and you just keep going. Yes. You know, this is maybe a learning experience for these kids. I think so. I would like it if they picked it for a kid who was sitting courtside. Because if you're sitting courtside as a child... You, you think you need a humbling. You might need a bit of a humbling. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> I was lucky to sit loge as a kid. You know what I'm talking about? Um, I'm going to marry... I got to marry Kawhi Appreciation Night because I like stuff for the fans. Like, it's real kind of eerie. You yeah. Know? Like, if the first couple offensive sets are run for surge or something, there's no cheering for Not like cheering is maybe minutes. more impactful than cheering yes. in my mind. A stadium, a stable center full of Clippers fans just... Daring LED me. lights on the on the wrist though, oh, still yeah. just going wild. Yeah, but then when Kawhi hits that second bucket, it's ah. <laughs> um, I want to quarantine the Mile Kawhi Club. Oh come on! There <laughs> seems like there's a litany of legal issues as well as just some hot water you don't want to uh, put anyone on the team in. You know so what? I that's gotta fair. Quarantine. I you gotta, know what? That's fair. I gotta, I think the, ex- yeah, I just, there's no excuse for saying the team said I could do it. That's <laughs> not, that's not going to fly and it shouldn't. So what are you, what are you going with on this one? You know what? You, you talked me out of the mile Kawhi club. Fine. It's quarantined. Quarantine. Okay. Uh, I'm marrying Kawhi for the children. <laughs> I think that... Uh, NBA players love dunking on kids, too, and blocking kids' shots. It's the only sport... Like, like hockey players don't run a camp and just, like, <laughs> like put some kid into the boards or, like, rip a slap shot into a kid goalie. NBA players will dunk and reject children at their <laughs> summer camp. I love it. I think it's great. It's great. Uh, so, yeah, marrying that... And I'm also loving the Kawhi Appreciation Night. I think that that it's is. A fun night. I think that's a good time. Not cheering is better than the L A our way cheer that they were trying to start. That's a bad cheer. 
Did they try to start that at the practice at the USC game? They thing? did. They were like testing a there, bunch of. Yeah, there was a. Yeah. Oh, man. Shout out. Uh, we watched that game with Carl Tart and Payman Benz. That was a super fun time. Um, yeah, that was wild. That was. Uh, that was weird. Man, it was a different. It was a different time then. Pre Panini, things were way different. Um, oh, we're going to end this episode. Unless there's anything else in shavings you want to talk about. No, I'm ready to get out of here. Got to end this with a shout out to all the people that hit us up about vaccine availability. Oh, yeah. We had a bunch. Uh, shout out Clipper Zay, uh, Yeti Moose on Twitter, uh, underscore Lease uh, on Twitter. Hit us up. Trying to get us vaccinated up. I appreciate it. Yeah, we really appreciate it. I think we're going to make the trek to Bakersfield this weekend, and <sighs> we're going to try to get this thing done. Get this thing, yeah. We're, I mean, we're hoping, like, we are really, really hoping that we can try to get some sort of uh, Clippers meetup or something going on before the end of the season. Yeah. So everybody get vaxxed up. Like, let's try to do this thing. I'm, like, well, I'm ready for the fan experience again. Like, it's been very isolated, which sucks when the Clippers are playing so well. It's weird. Yeah. I was so... Not to wax too poetic. I know I I'm wax always, away. Dog. I'm always being a wax poet away. on this pod. Um, this was a night Freaking where Chuck Whitman over here. <laughs> this was a night where after the Clippers game, we would have gone to Hank's downtown. Yeah, and had a couple of Boilermakers. Yes, and I would have definitely been hungover for work the next day. But shout out to everyone in Clipper Nation. We're almost there. Fans can almost be together. It's going to be a great time. Um, all right, we got to get out of here. There. AC turned AC on. just kicked on. It's hot at night. Monday's episode, recap of the Clippers weekend, the Freshies plus the Luke Kennard progress report. Maybe we'll be able to talk about something. And then whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, Will, where can these people listen to us? You can check us out on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. Basically, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. Please subscribe. It really helps us out. We love it. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you.